0: Friends, I'm Danielle,
1: and I'm Christopher, and, and we're, we're the friends, the friends of- <laughs> who
0: feast. Oh, Sorry,
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: Hey, friends, I'm Danielle,
1: and I'm Christopher, and, and we're the we're friends, the who, friends feast. who feast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about America's oldest restaurant chain, A and W. Um, so, looking forward to that. But before we get into it, we have some housekeeping. Danielle and I just need to air some of our grievances. We've had some pretty, I think, not good times as of late. Danielle, tell me about some of yours.
0: Okay, so my main gripe is the orders not being one hundred percent right, and I'm not even making any modifications. For example, the other night, I ran to McDonald's, and I'm not sure if all McDonald's have the two lane system or if it's only like the newer ones. But I was in a two lane system McDonald's, and for whatever reason, they weren't taking the orders. At the same time, it was like they would do the right lane, then the left lane, the right lane, left lane. And I feel like if you're going to do that, just close down a lane, make one lane, because it was just too much. I ordered uh, two Big Macs, a quarter pounder with cheese, and 10 piece chicken nugget, not for myself. Whoa. <laughs> not for myself. It was dinner for my family, but it, there's a special going on where you buy one, get one for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you basically get all that food for like 11 bucks, which isn't a bad deal. And it was just taken forever. And you're like, you know, like you, we've said it before. I want to get a bumper sticker of this. McDonald's is never good when you want it to be. Yep. And it was just something where I just knew weighty. Like I know this one isn't known for its quality, but it's closest one, I'll deal with it. And usually when anyone orders, when, well, when I've ordered a quarter pounder with cheese, they make it fresh, quote unquote, when they tell you to pull over, we'll bring it to your car. It's something. It's really? a little bit of a wait. Yeah, for the most part, because that's like part of it. They're making it fresh, that meat. Well, they gave me my food way too fast. I get home. Then the first thing I do is taste a nugget, dry,
1: fresh. <laughs> yep.
0: dry stale. And it's something where you can't tell if they're sitting there for 20 minutes or two hours, because sometimes they go bad fast. And then I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I'll just have a few... So I'm like, let me eat my quarter pounder with cheese. Something's missing. There's way too much ketchup. There's no onion and no pickle.
1: That's what makes it. Yeah. The sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There is none of that. Um, the patty was the grossest quarter pounder patty I've ever had. It was just very blah. And it was just disappointing. And like, that's what I mean. It's like little things like that. My husband and I a few weeks ago ordered Domino's. There was a special where three topping pizza, blah, 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 a decent deal he goes, picks it up, bring it home. We're missing one of the three toppings. And again, you might think, okay, not a big deal. It's just one topping. But when that one topping is the only meat topping on the pizza, like you kind of feel gypped. And again, it's like, we have the receipt in front of us. We ordered online. We were watching the Domino's tracker with anticipation. It's like we're paying our money. We're taking our time out of the day to go get that. Everything's so expensive now. And just for little mess-ups, little fuck-ups, I'm going to say, because that's what it was, little fuck-ups like that. It's just it's just so bothersome to me. And it always makes me feel like I'm not going to go back and get it, but I do. So I guess I'm the fool.
1: <laughs> I think it's just the culture we live in with everything being so much faster. And I've told you before, I've had a few experiences even with DoorDash where um, I ordered Del Taco that one time. I didn't get my drink. And yeah. it's just you know stuff like that. So it's like, I feel like we live in a culture now where everything is so much faster it's so much more convenient so when there are mistakes it's almost worse because it's like we're expecting it to be quick to be right we want it at this moment and i think we kind of do it to ourselves but it seems like ever since the pandemic and we've talked about it before i appreciate the folks who are showing up and you know doing what they're doing but there's significantly more mistakes and just time wasted and more frustrations than i remember before the pandemic and I don't know if it's because of that, if it's a result of it. I'm really not sure.
0: It's hard. And I don't mean to be this person, but I've talked to you in, in private like about this saying, it makes it very hard for me to be on board for the $15 an hour thing for the people who don't get it right. I'm not saying everyone. There's a lot of hard workers. There's been people that have worked a window that just made my whole day. It's like, wow, I wish there was a taco bell full of all of you because you're 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 a superstar. But it's something where more often than not, things are messed up. And I'm not making any modifications to my food. I'm not being picky. I'm not saying hold this, add that, add that.
1: Maybe that's the problem for me. <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> well, that's what makes it even more like frustrating for me. I feel like store should be like a cumulative rating type of thing where, okay, overall, you guys have to have an overall rating of this if you all want $15 an hour. Because I feel like that would light a fire under some of the people who aren't doing their part. And the people who are really doing their part in the store will be getting on those people saying, Hey, you guys got to be doing more customer service at this. I can't tell you how many times I've been to Wendy's. Well, that's, <laughs> that sounds bad. I haven't received sauces I've asked for for nuggets. Again, I just don't know. Or they forget your straw? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It seems like ever since the pandemic happened, the quality of a lot of places have gone down and people just came to accept it.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think one thing that really stuck out to me the other night, you were talking about like just things not being right. Okay. So I really just wanted Applebee's. It was on my mind. I was craving it for a while. It was a night that I just did not want to cook. I didn't want to get like fast food. I wanted like real food, I guess, without, <laughs> so you, of Applebee's? you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, it, between going to a McDonald's or getting like some appetizers from Applebee's, like if you're going to pick the more unprocessed option, it's probably going to be the appetizer from Applebee's. And so this is supposed to come with like four cheese sticks, some spinach and uh, artichoke dip with the chips. Uh, three or four like boneless wings and then you choose your flavor and then there's like the small quesadilla and you know i love those quesadillas i ordered that did curbside waited got it got it home pulled it out of the bag i didn't see any chips didn't see any spinach and artichoke dip and i'm thinking man that's probably packaged separately they forgot to put it in there so i called them the guy that i spoke to was the guy that actually gave me my food And he actually remembered my order and everything. And he's like, yeah, I looked in the bag. I remember the bonus wings. But as soon as I said the spinach dip, he was like, oh, you're right. That is always packaged separately. And I remember there only being like the one little box thing in there. And they offered me a gift certificate, which is very, very nice. Um, Still hasn't shown up in my email, by the way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to put all that aside, sit down. Take one bite of my boneless wing, expecting it to be barbecue. And of course, it's like hot sauce. And you know, I don't like hot sauce. Like, I don't like the Franks. I don't like anything It I felt
0: that. so bad for you when you dropped me that audio message and you're like, oh, God, it's hot sauce. Like, I knew that Cause, just ruined everything.
1: Because I had already left you like three minutes worth of me complaining about the fact that they forgot my spinach and artichoke because that's that's the one thing I think I was looking forward to the most. And so not getting it was like, okay, but I have all this other stuff, whatever, there's a couple different options in here. And then I took a bite of that. I immediately picked up my phone and just started complaining again. I was like, I'm sorry to keep bugging you, but now this happened. And not to mention, I also got like a uh, blue raspberry lemonade because I've been on this lemonade kick lately. I talked about it in our Arby's episode. It was disgusting. It like it was so sweet. Sounds so it, sweet. It was, it's almost like they just took Cups and cups and cups of sugar and just dumped them in there. It's
0: probably exactly what happened.
1: I had to cut it with water into three different cups.
0: Did you drink those three different cups? I
1: did. (laughs) Okay. It was good then.
0: Can I just jump in? I know I mentioned about the sauce thing. I want to talk about Chick fil A. I haven't been there in you know, about almost a month, but the last time I went, it was because I had to get medication because mostly because of the sauces. I usually get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but I figured, let me just get the tenders this time. And I wanted to try some other sauces. And I ordered from the app. And you could see on the app, you could see on the receipt on the bag, the amount of sauces I wanted in the flavors. And I didn't even get half of what I ordered. And that's what I mean. Like when it comes to a place like Chick-fil-A too, it's a little more shocking because they're known for their service. and their-
1: I was just going to say, I was so surprised. When accuracy. I
0: but I've never worked in a fast food environment. I don't know what goes on. I assume there's one person at the station getting the bag ready and putting the sauces and double checking, or maybe they're just so short staffed, Everyone's running around. They don't have time to double check. I
1: don't think it's that because every time I go to Chick-fil-A, there is almost like double the amount of people that probably should be on a shift.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. I meant like in restaurant, fast food in general, not
1: just okay. Chick-fil-A.
0: But no, yeah, it's probably why Chick-fil-A is usually accurate because there are so many people, children. <laughs> yeah. Of young people, they've got people
1: to check the checkers. Mm
0: -hmm. It's, I always say this, but it just makes me not want to get fast food for a while. And like, believe it or not, sometimes I go three to four weeks without getting anything because I'm staying true to my word. And then I'll get that itch again to go somewhere and it starts all over. It's like always exciting for the first, you know, few days or a few times. And then it starts becoming something ugly and familiar it's oh yeah Yeah. this is why I don't like coming because I mess everything up and it tastes like shit and I don't go again
1: and most of the time we even eat fast food is because we know we're going to be recording our podcast and I always think like our listeners probably think we eat fast food like every day (laughs) just because they're hearing just this one piece of our life but I promise you we really don't
0: no it's not it's it's not that at all I just I feel like we need to go down to more sit-down restaurants because if you think about it even if we went out for fast food a few times in the few weeks, it's gonna be about the same, if not more, than you and I went to a Texas Roadhouse and just got a dinner for
1: sixteen bucks. I think it'd even be cheaper. Yeah. the way the prices of a lot of these like fast food chains and everything are, and and what you're getting, I've noticed too. Like, I'm not somebody who usually sticks to just a combo. Like, I'll usually order like if I go to Taco Bell, I, I'll get the combo sometimes if it's what I'm craving, but I'm getting maybe like two burritos and a taco made how i want them like kind of like a la carte and those can get really pricey
0: yeah i'm surprised i just assume everything's still under a dollar at taco bell but that's not the case
1: it blows my mind that you can get like one of those like cheese roll-ups but you can also get a cheesy bean and rice burrito both for a dollar for the same price yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a (laughs) no-brainer so um you actually reminded me with talking about chick-fil-a I had never had bad experiences, Mm -hmm. always great experiences. That's why I told you about it. And that's why I raved so much and was like, I really think this is going to change your life. And I'm so happy that it did. But yeah, I mean, it's like when you can't trust Chick-fil-A to be the premier, like what you always expect. I mean, that's why we're sharing our grievances. Like, I feel like it's just happening everywhere. So- I hope it is, or else everyone's going to be listening to this and just wondering why we're complaining. I'm sorry. (laughs) These entitled asses that got their order wrong a couple times and they're complaining. But hey, that's what we do. That's why we have a podcast, I guess. Let's
0: let's move on from us, I guess, complaining and bitching to our main topic of
1: A&W. Yeah. I love me some A&W. Um, so, I was really excited for this. Um, so, A&W, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is America's oldest restaurant chain. It's 103 years old. I don't know if you knew that. It's been around for 103 years.
0: When did they start? Because I thought White Castle was the oldest chain.
1: 1919. Oh, yep. okay. So they got
0: them beat by versus 1920. Like one, yeah, one, one, or two years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. So obviously, it's most famously known for their root beer. Today, they have around 600 locations throughout the United States, and it's not the biggest or most popular today. Um, most other successful restaurant chains have double or more the number of locations, but it's Old Faithful, and I feel like it's a staple that has like just lived on, doing really well. So, the other day, um, when we were talking about doing this episode, I told you I was just going to do just a couple facts for research maybe like five or six little quick pointers um keep it quick but honestly i fell into a rabbit hole when i was doing my research i learned so much about a and w more than i would have ever imagined um so i'm just going to go through just a quick timeline and just kind of touch on the most important facts and what i think are the most interesting and so if you don't mind there's like three or four times i'm going to kind of quiz you along the way too uh, oh like boy. you've done me in previous episodes, so if you don't mind me putting you on the spot a little bit, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll know most of them. Are you ready? So we're heading all the way back to the late 1910s. A man named Roy W. Allen was traveling for business in Arizona, and he came up on a pharmacist who claimed to have the perfect mix for root beer. So, of course, Allen purchased the recipe, and in 1919 opened a roadside root beer stand in Lodi, California. And the night his stand opened, the city was celebrating World War One soldiers who were returning from the war. So it was a perfect opportunity for him to get like really good business. Everybody was out that night. Everybody was happy and celebrating. And not only that, but six months before he opened his stand, Congress ratified the 18th Amendment. Do you remember what the 18th Amendment was? The 18th Amendment? Yep. You're Googling it.
0: Oh, yeah, because I didn't want to say something bad. It was alcohol <laughs> prohibition.
1: Yes. So the 18th Amendment prohibited the production, transport, and sale of intoxicating liquors, um, and the United States was heading toward prohibition. So selling a beverage with the word beer in it was likely attractive to customers. Um, So the stand was successful for a few years, and then Allen had hired... um, a few employees. So he wasn't running it like himself, but yeah. after three years of opening it, one of those employees by the name of Frank Wright partnered up with him and they actually leased more stands to other operators. And this allowed them to expand into larger city cities like Sacramento. And the men used the profits from those leases to open the first dine-in restaurant. And it served more than just root beer. They, actually, they also added hamburgers and other items to their menu. And so the restaurant was so unique that they used Trey Boy's and Trey girls who serve patrons and opened up the outdoor drive-in space, and so that's kind of where, kind of like the Har Hop service was born. Um, so, but what customers really loved about them was their frosty mugs. So, have you ever had a NW root beer in a frosty mug? Of course. Of course. Yep. It's really good. I'm not a huge root beer person, but I do like that when it's like super, super cold and that frosty mug, there's just something about it. Uh, So the two men together branded the restaurant, each of their last names. So A for Allen and W for Wright. That's when A&W was born. So the concept of A&W became popular, and over the handful of years after that, they began selling franchises to others across the country, and it actually became the first ever franchised restaurant chain in the United States. And so by 1950, there were nearly 450 restaurants throughout the country, and by 1956, they went international and opened up their first A&W in Canada, in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, A fun fact about the Canadian restaurants. Originally, they're part of the American franchising. But Mm. after about 15 years, they actually sold off uh, to a Canadian owner and operator. So all the Canadian A&Ws still today, even though they share significant similarities, they're all owned and operated separately from those in the United States.
0: Yeah, no, they're really popular in Canada. I think they're more popular there than they are here.
1: Um, so let's pick back up in 1962, a cool fact that I didn't know. A&W has some pretty strong Michigan ties. So a restaurant in Lansing, Michigan was the first to put a bacon cheeseburger on the menu. And the story goes something like, um, that there was like a loyal customer at that location that often requested bacon on his cheeseburgers and they didn't actually have bacon for any of their products. So they had ordered it because he came in so much and the franchise owner by the name of Dale Mulder decided to put it on the menu. And so he was actually credited as being the inventor of the bacon cheeseburger. And mm. so a w was actually the first ever restaurant chain in the country to serve bacon cheeseburgers. And thank God, because I love bacon cheeseburgers. Um, and so Uh, Later that same year, A&W grew to open locations overseas. They also were the first American restaurant chain to expand into Southeast Asia, specifically the Philippines, Malaysia, and Japan. Uh, So in 1971, they began selling their famous root beer in bottles and cans, and this allowed them to grow the beverage market um, and be in grocery stores across the country. And so, a fun fact about the root beer that I learned in 1999: they actually set the world record for the largest root beer float. They used A and W root beer for it. Just off the top of your head, how many gallons do you think they use to create the biggest root beer float? Is this like
0: a Guinness thing we're talking about? Like
1: yep. Okay. It's pretty how many big? gallons?
0: I'm going to say 12,000 gallons. Two thousand five hundred and sixty-two. Two
1: thousand oh. five hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You went way <laughs> big. That would be insane. That'd be like the size of a building, I feel like. I was thinking like you're in Guinness. You got to make it big. Um, and so then in the 80s, A&W attempted to battle with the beloved McDonald's by introducing what they called a third pounder. So you talked about your do- uh, quarter pounder earlier. Yeah. Um So it had more volume and was sold at a cheaper price. However, it failed due to the popularity of McDonald's. And uh, actually last year they re-released the burger, but jokingly renamed it like the three ninths burger, because I guess like a third pounder, like I guess mathematically isn't a thing. Don't ask me about fractions. I don't know, but it was supposed to be some sort of joke, but that is currently on their menu. So they brought it back out. Um, So around that same time, during the 80s business actually began to dip and many of the restaurants closed uh they dipped below 500 locations and they issued a franchising freeze and so this prompted them to change their whole concept to like and their branding and they tested out like a new concept at 10 corporate-owned locations. They were all sit-down, upscale, family-themed kind of restaurants and they also added a salad bar and then homemade ice cream to their menu and they called it AW Great Foods Restaurants and so that went per- pretty well and then by the uh, end of the 80s they made an agreement with Carousel Snack Bars, a Minnesota-based company, to convert that chain's 200 stores and they were mostly like kiosks, tiny little type things like in shopping malls to a Hot Dogs and more which really helped build up the brand's popularity again, because this allowed them to not have to have the big restaurants. They could be in these like small spaces, like in malls that were being frequented throughout the 80s. And so people saw them, could eat their food, um, and so they became more popular again. And so in 1987, the company moved its headquarters right here to Michigan in Livonia. And our old friend, the bacon cheeseburger inventor, Dale Mulder, became the CEO, and he is still the CEO today. So he was a franchisee, and then he became the head honcho. Uh, and so then in 1995, a merged with Long John Silver's to form Yorkshire Global Restaurants. Uh, but seven years later, in 2002, they merged with another brand company to form Yum Brands. And so this is where I quiz you again. Can you guess which other restaurants are under the Yum Brands umbrella? They're some of our faves.
0: Um, I'm going to say uh,
1: Taco Bell. That's one. KFC. That's two. Pizza Hut. That's the third one, yep. Okay. So KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. Um, but due to poor sales in comparison to, to those giants, Yum! Brands ended up actually selling off both Long John Silver's and a in 2011. Hmm. So as I mentioned in the beginning, um, A&W is now the oldest restaurant chain in America. They uh, just celebrated 100 years back just a couple years ago in 2019. And there are currently about roughly 1,000 restaurants worldwide. And about 600 located here in the United States. Um, So that's kind of the history timeline there. So as you may have noticed, and I thought this was really weird because I was like specific. I even went back and like kind of like looked like maybe I like missed something because I talked a lot about the hamburgers. I talked a lot about the root beer, but I made no mention of their chili dogs. Mm-hmm. And so I was super surprised that in all my research on the restaurant's history, they were never really super known for them. And it was the root beer, the bacon cheeseburger, like Adams, like they actually had like some fried chicken um, on their menu resta- uh, in the restaurants in Asia. And that made them really popular. Um, but for me, A&W was always going for those chili dogs. So how about you? What do you think of their menu? And like, what are some of your memories of A&W?
0: I remember it used to be a lot better than it, than it is now, like hands down. Um, I remember sitting in the car, in the, the car hop area. They would put the tray on the window mm-hmm. when we'd sit in order, my mom and I, whoever I was with. You know, the frosted mugs, of course. And yeah, the Coney dogs, usually Coney dogs for us. I love their onion rings and chili cheese fries. Mm-hmm.
1: I love That's usually what curds. I would get.
0: I don't know if they had the cheese curds when I was younger.
1: I think they came out like in the early two thousands. So okay. probably probably like early teens for us.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean it used to be just very good. It used to be one of my it used to be such a treat because I remember they're a little bit pricey, but it was just a fun experience to sit in the car and eat. Um, how about you? You said those
1: mostly the chili dogs. Oh, I loved those chili dogs. I still love those chili dogs, that chili sauce, the onions, the mustard. And we're from the Detroit area. And you know, we have a thing for chili dogs. Um, you know, we have our you know diners, or was it called them like the conies, but I don't know a and w has just kind of always been my favorite, like kind of in my heart. Mm-hmm. the snap of their hot dogs, ooh, it just doesn't get any better and those little foam containers. I feel um, like we've
0: been eaten at the wrong a and w because my <laughs> hot dogs and they have not snapped in many years. I had it like a week or two ago to prepare for the episode and I'm so sorry, but it made me not want to do this episode. It was just so gross. I used to love a bacon cheeseburger too in high school. There used to be one so close to my house on half day Fridays, freshman, sophomore year. A lot of times I would go there, you know, and just get some, some lunch before my mom would come home. It was so good, but it's just something about it. I just... I don't know if I'll ever go back to an a w again. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Here we go. I, it's I, like I, every three episodes we drop that bomb.
0: I have not been to Burger King since. I know. I know. It's been almost a year.
1: You've been tempted by it, though, because you said that, like, remodeled and stuff, too, right?
0: Like. Just to try the chicken sandwich again, but I heard they did something with that formula. So I don't even oh, really? want to try that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is. It used to be so, I used to love the chili cheese fries, a chili cheese fry from AW and was one of my favorite things as a kid. A&W, like I said, used to be my favorite restaurant when you I was like younger. You like the
1: root beer. Right? I, I
0: love the root beer. Yeah.
1: Even Your husband just, doesn't.
0: No. He said it tastes okay. too much like vanilla, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that's what makes it. Root beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I think of a I actually have a story that I want to share with you. Um, I was maybe 11, maybe 12. And my mom at the time was driving my grandpa's old Lincoln Continental town car. I don't know if you remember those, but they were very long, mm-hmm. kind of like boxy kind of looking it was probably like a late 80s model I remember the interior was like a reddish maroon like velvet super comfortable seats like the front seat was like one giant seat so there wasn't like the thing in the middle I remember the brown paneling on the dashboard the built-in ashtray back then everybody just smoked in their cars, smoked in restaurants all that kind of stuff Anyway, so we're driving somewhere and it was my mom driving and then her boyfriend was in the passenger seat and I was behind him um, in the back seat. We we're sitting on a main road waiting for cars to turn from in front of us into this strip mall. And at the time there was no turn lane. I think they built one there now because there were so many accidents. But basically you were turning out of the main traffic lane and it was just past a busy intersection. Uh, So it was like super dangerous to just be sitting there and people coming through the intersection. And it was kind of like a slight bend. So you really had to be paying attention. And I just remember we went from sitting there and then bam, we were rear-ended. And I remember the back windshield like exploded and just like Mm. shattered. And I had like glass all over me. And like I said, I was like, old enough to like realize like what was happening and everything, but like that just impact. And like that force just like took the breath out of me. And I just started like crying and I wasn't hurt. It was just the shock. And I remember my mom's boyfriend got out and he came, you know, to the back there and like pulled me out. And I remember there was this older woman. And when I went to like the back of the car, this older woman had hit us and she was just going nuts. And then when she looked up and she saw me, She just like lost it. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I almost killed your son. I just like remember her like just like shrieking. And so we made our way across the lanes of traffic to like the grassy area between like the main road and the strip mall. And I remember my mom told me, go over there to that A&W. There was an A&W in the strip mall. And she said, ask for Chris who was this family friend that I guess obviously worked there and tell him what happened and ask you know him if he can watch you while we're like dealing with like the police and stuff. And so here I am. And at this point, like I got really fat when I like turned about like 10 years old. So here I am, this fat child, just, crying walking across this parking lot into this AW restaurant and i remember asking for him and he came out (laughs) and he just i remember his face so well he like looked at me i told him what happened i was like we were in a car accident and i kind of pointed out the window and he like looked out there and i just remember him looking back at me and letting out a sign saying well are you hungry (laughs) and i was like yes (laughs) so still bawling my eyes out i'm sitting there eating uh, my two Coney dogs, fries, and a pop. And I don't know, that's just like my most memorable AW experience. Is just getting rear-ended and then just going and sitting in this tiny little AW which is like tears coming down my face. This fat little child just chowing on some chili dogs and just crying. <laughs> people just looking at me like, what the, no parents around. Like, I'm sure the other people like had no idea what was going on um but like no parents nobody that like in them just giving me food and I'm pretty sure we didn't pay for it it was just kind of like a what do you do in that situation you know offer food I guess um and then I also went out there on a date once a few years ago not really the kind of place you take people on a date um why do you on, say that you, have you gone on a date to a I've gone on dates to fast food places. Maybe oh, I, just well, yeah. I mean, we've gone on dates to oh, yeah. friend dates. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those like, hey, I got off work early Want to meet up and we met at a mall and there was, and I think still is an A&W kind of like on the outer part of it. Mm-hmm. And we ate and like hung out in the parking lot. And that was, I remember the first time I had had it and probably like 10 years, but uh, yeah. And then fooled around in the parking lot a little, but um, I recently went to an A&W kind of to get ready for this episode too. I don't I don't have it very often. And even when I was a kid, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I had had it like in my childhood. It just wasn't the place that my mom would take me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I went a few times and I like remember it, you know? So um, I went to this A&W and I think I even like messaged you and was like, I really wanted A&W, but the one like kind of by you doesn't have a drive through and it also doesn't have like the car hop style. So it's just a parking lot. You have to go in. Okay. And I, and remember I went to the one farther away because they do have a drive through. Cause I don't want to get out of my car and they were closed for remodeling. So I drove all the way back and it was my first time ever in that a and and the way it's designed is crazy. Cause like one half of the restaurant is the kit, like the counter and the kitchen and then there's like this hallway and then the second half of the restaurant is like the tables and you can dine in. And so just like a tight squeeze. And so I remember there was like six or seven people ahead of me waiting for their food. It took a good like 25, 30 minutes for them. Um, and then a lot of the tables of people like eating inside, like I was really impressed that there were that many people at a on what was it? Just like some sometime in the middle of the week, if I remember. Um, so I was just super surprised, but, um, yeah, like you said earlier, like it's just not as good as it used to be. I can acknowledge and agree with that, but I still think it's pretty good.
0: i have to agree to disagree. Like I said, (laughs) that, that experience I had, I didn't know what I was eating. The patty was flat, no flavor, I don't know what kind of bacon they put on it. I, it just wasn't good. Cause like I said, a bacon cheeseburger from there, used just to be so good. I, used, I just would, how do I say this? It used to be like one of my, I guess i one of my favorite fast food bacon yeah. cheeseburgers. And well, don't tell uh, Dale Mulder. Cause I, I need to tell someone cause this is an outrage. <laughs> uh,
1: so um, is there anything else with a and W? I
0: I hope it gets better. Um, yeah. I've heard the one in Canada is much better. The quality of the food they don't have. I've heard that
1: too. Yeah.
0: They they don't have the same things. Like they have like sweet potato fries there. They have poutine, the poutine. Yeah. But they don't have chili dogs or hot dogs. So they so don't have chili dogs. Mm-mm, it's like chicken. Then never mind. I'd, I'd still go there.
1: I mean, we've talked about going to Canada and like seeing the difference in like McDonald's. Yeah, and I would be willing things. to
0: try an AW in Canada, but
1: I mean, I would I be willing know. to try it, but I'd be disappointed if I can't get a chili dog.
0: Okay. I don't know maybe I'm going to the wrong one but like I said the ones by me don't have that crunch or that snap to the hot dogs anymore it just it used to feel like a moment in time going there used to feel like you really stepped in back in the day in the 50s and now it's awful yeah especially
1: doing that like car hop stuff Mm -hmm. and just like you said put the tray like on the window and and it's like so old and it's like the brown and the orange and it just has that whole vibe you know it's not like this modern like like a sonic they do that but it's it's like modern, everything's clean, everything's, yeah. you know, it's like a big computer in front of you. The a it's like you press a button and you have to hold the button to still speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just definitely, uh, I-, I would love to see more of those like come back, some of those like traditional kind of style restaurants and stuff. And so maybe some a out there, maybe they're listening. Um, I think that those would bring them back into popularity since there's really nothing like that other than Sonic that I can think of.
0: Yeah, I can't really think of anything else either unless they're like sure there individual in the South, like mom and pop like, places.
1: Yeah. I think there's more places like Jack in the Box, I don't know where that is if it's I know like there's places like in and out isn't that more like on the like on the west coast though. I but think I think so. places like that have like that kind of style. I could be totally wrong. So our listeners can, you know, write us and correct me, but I feel like places like that have <laughs> like the car hops, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to add either, but um, you know, if our listeners have anything to share, um, do you like a Coney dog from a w What do you think of their cheeseburgers? Um, do you like the root beer or you like Danielle's husband that thinks it's trash? Let yeah, us know.
0: He, yeah. Let us know. You can contact us over um, at friends who feast podcast at gmail.com. That is our email. You can find us over on Twitter at friends who feast or Instagram at Friends Who Feast Pod. And don't forget about Facebook, also at Friends Who Feast Pod.
1: There you go. Nail it every time. I have to look it up every time. <laughs> <laughs> See, you pulled out your notebook. Remember, I pulled out my notebook I in know. the last episode.
0: I still can't get over that. That was one of the funniest things. <laughs> All right, Christopher. Well, that was, I don't know. Well, A and W. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
1: It's the oldest, it's been around forever
0: again that shocked me i thought it was white castle so i guess i did learn a few things today that being one of them well if they want to be around for another hundred years they need to get their act together
1: well hopefully they're listening
0: all right friends well until next time i'm danielle
1: and i'm christopher and And we're we're the the friends friends who who peace bye